Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campus. It's that time of the month where I showcase all the first issues that I've picked up. These are the comics that were reserved in my pull list that I finally got into my possession. Let's check them out. For the video version, head on over to youtube.com slash vmcampos. Why imagine the comics if you can actually see them? All right, first at Marvel, I picked up Obi-Wan Kenobi number one. This is the photo variant cover. Ewan McGregor is right here being all Obi-Wan-ish floating in space. I think that's kind of weird that he's just kind of floating in space, but it's a good photo of him. It's a fun cover that stands out. And what the book is, of course, is a side story. If you can't get enough of the TV show, there's always going to be a comic book. In my opinion, always get the comic books. Movies and TV are fine, but why not be a part of it all by reading the comics and having it in your own mind? Check out that Jawa. So Obi-Wan, number one, photo cover. So I really enjoyed the Strange Academy series. Um, it was interesting how it ended, kind of in a negative way. And I'm sure they're going to bring it back for, you know, sophomore year or whatever. In the meantime, they're doing this Solve 4X three-part series that stretches across various titles. Here's the one that I cared about the most, the Spider-Man. They were also with uh, Moon Knight and someone else. But anyway, Spider-Man and Strange Academy, number one. Oh, Doyle, he's always a hothead. So um, Carlos Hernandez has been the writer in all three of these parts. Uh, but then we have different artists on the three different parts. And I kind of like the artist of the third part the best. It is this cartoony style that feels a little bit more polished than the other styles. But you can check out the other ones for yourself and determine which art you like the most. No more spoilers because this is issue number three of three. All right, so Spider-Gwen doesn't have an ongoing series at the moment, but she got an annual. Yeah, she had the clone saga, this and that, and, you know, she's got her own, like, little mini-series, but no main series. She did get an annual, though. And so, of course, I had to get the Mirka and Dolfo art. I love Mirka and Dolfo's art. And White Fox is the uh, main character of this book. I just noticed, I think mine's a little damaged right here, so that's annoying. Anyway, I wish Andolfo did the interior art as well. Oh, we got uh, uh, some John Romita shout-outs. Uh, he passed away very recently, so the recent Marvel books are giving him uh, some uh, history and so forth. R.I.P. that legend. And so if you're interested in a Spider-Gwen, White, uh, White Fox, Menage 2, there's lots of adventures happening in this particular annual. This is also Contest of Champions number 5 of 6 or whatever. So... Uh, Marvel is again doing the sort of get all the annuals so you can get the whole story, which they used to do back in the 90s. But I got this one with Mirka and Dolfo cover art. Moving over to the Distinguished Competition, Dawn of DC is in full effect, and here we've got a brand new Power Girl explosive first issue. Kind of a cool cover here. She's walking away from the explosions, not a care in the world. Interior art is also pretty cool. It's this sort of modern style, very well rendered with touches of interesting panel layouts to keep you hooked on the story. Ooh, who's the scary guy here? Cool panel over here. There's some cool shots that I enjoyed. That's a lot of action there. Uh, there's some, like, this is a cool shot right there. I like that. Pow! Just a classic sound effect from back in the day. Here she is at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. No problem. She's Power Girl after all. And then Superman with a little kitty. A brand new Power Girl series. First explosive issue. Blue Beetle has got a brand new 
uh, brand new series, so here's a new number one. But here's the variant of her. This is the Edición en Español version. That's the Spanish edition version. So yeah, this book is completely in Spanish. So I thought that was a kind of a cool variant. We have this Latino character who's currently Blue Beetle, and it's all in Spanish. So here's the ironic part. Um, I know that they also actually print Marvel and DC books in Spanish. You can get them in Mexico. And is there a Spanish version of the Mexican version of this comic out there somewhere? That'd be very meta. But yeah, I thought it was very cool. It's all in Spanish, but it's officially published in the U.S. Edición en Español. Oh, Rose Besh, please marry me so that I can be there as you create your amazing art. So here we've got uh, Wonder Woman number one, brand new storyline going on. Um, I love Rose Besh's art, but to be honest, her recent sort of chibi style, this cute style, I'm not loving it. It doesn't work for some characters. The Batman one is especially horrible. The art's amazing, but just the concept of chibi Batman fills me with cringe. But when we have a chibi style Wonder Woman, I love it. And we've also got this cool sort of like dripping style, graffiti style, thick outlines. I just love Rose Besh's art. I wish she was also doing the interior art. The interior art is fine. It's this modern, you know, comparing that uh, realistic style with this very cartoony style. Some people would say, yes, I love this art. Give me more. It's so realistic. I love it. It's kind of a cool set of panels there. But I would say, no, give me this cartoony style. Please, Rose Besh, do the whole comic book. DC, hire her. Pay her more. But I love that she's got her own artist spotlight going on these covers at the moment. Oh, yes. So here we have some Dave Nakayama art. I love his style. It's very curvy, luminous, cartoony. Just love his style. But wait a minute. This is also a foil variant cover that is going to blind you. Sorry about that. But we've got Nakayama art with this foil variant. I just love this. I love gimmicks. Give them to me. I'm a child of the 90s. I admit it. Please help. Interior art is also very enjoyable. After all, we've got Nacha Bustos on the interiors, and you might get a feeling of what I'm into. Yeah, cartoony, cartoony style art. This sort of flat colorization, cell-shaded sort of style, cool layouts, fire and ice are depicted. Very girly, very cute, very 80s style with um, their own fun adventure going on. Where will it lead us? I don't know, but I'm there for it. Especially if they keep doing these amazing over-the-top gimmick covers. Oh yeah, I finally picked up my copy of Batman number one from a heritage auction. It only cost me a million dollars, but that's okay. I got Batman number one. Just kidding, it's the facsimile edition that is 699 cents compared to 10 cents in the beginning. So it's a great facsimile. And what's even better than the Marvel facsimiles is that it's in newsprint. It's not in the super glossy interior pages that I really don't like. These classic colorizations just don't work on modern glossy paper. Here we have nice bright white um, newsprint. It's not classic, classic newsprint, but it's not shiny glossy modern paper stocks that are not enjoyable. It's in this classic style, so it's closer to the original. And yeah, this is a recreation of a facsimile edition of the first Batman, issue number one. Of course, he debuted... Hey, that happened just in the movie, didn't it? It's a, a recreation of the um, uh, first uh, Batman, who, after he debuted in Detective Comics 27, and here we've got a Joker story. I believe this is the first appearance of the Joker in the Batman mythology. Now, 
Here's what's so cool about this facsimile edition. It recreates the original ads. How about getting a G-Man outfit? Amazing. Plus, it's also got the stories that no one remembers anymore. Did you know that Bigsby and Bots had a story in the first Batman comic? Now, you wouldn't see this at all in a modern Batman comic all dark and gritty. Uh, you just have the Batman stories. And it's also got multiple stories for the price of 10 cents. Kids had it so good back in the old days. Is that Batman getting drugged up? Well, yes, it is, of course. Professor Strange is a, was a mean one since the beginning. Uh, an early villain that uh, still vexes Batman today. So, yeah, classic. Every Appearing every month in Detective Comics. We've got this text piece. Yeah, this is just a treasure. If you didn't pick up your own copy of um, Batman number one facsimile, you really owe it to yourself. Yes, it's very different than the modern Batman that we have nowadays, but this is the birth of comics. This is the golden age of comics. You owe it to yourself to be educated in classic comics. You owe it to yourself to read such what-the-fuck things as Quiet or Papa Spanx. Never mind the Batman slap uh, panel. This is the one that needs to go viral. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, yeah, then we got the Two Aces by George Shute. And then a Ginger Snap comic here. Legally distinct from the other little waifs of the time. Another Batman book over here. Look at that kangaroo. Classic Joker. Bob Kane, Bill Finger. Just beautiful classic stuff. I could, uh, I should do a, a full video on just this facsimile edition, page by page, lovingly reviewed. By that time, we were at issue 40 of Detective, so yeah, ooh, classic back cover there. Cut out and frame this with authentic autographs from the dynamic duo. Amazing. Love this book. Moving over to Image Comics, I'm also checking out the hubbub of the brand new Transformers series. This is the second variant cover, and I admit I get this more for the nostalgia of it all. I, of course, was into Transformers back in the day, back in the 80s, when they were a brand new thing when I was a little kid, watching them on Saturday mornings without a care in the world. Where I couldn't afford comic books that were $4.99, at that time they were, I guess, 75 cents or so, 65 cents, 75 cents. I remember when comic books jumped up to a dollar each. Wow, that was earth-shattering. I wish they were a dollar again. But anyway, here's the first um, Transformers over at Image slash Skybound after they uh, lapsed the contract with IDW had been publishing them for a decade or more. It's very interesting. So are you checking out the new Transformers book? Here's some creator-owned stuff with Image Comics. Hexanon Bridge, number one, Richard Blake is the creator here. Now, this book, as I browsed it, just felt so European, like this classic European clean line style. This, these wordless panels, until we get to the wordy parts, it just feels European. It feels very hip and cool and, you know, non-standard, non-traditional comics. This uh, story looks also totally far out there. Can't wait to read it. It is quite a cinematic comic book. Not that I want this to become a movie. I don't care about uh, comic movies and TV shows and all of that. Comics themselves are where it's at. Yeah, multi-billion dollar movies and so forth, whatever. But yeah, I'm a snob. It's all about the comics for me. So check out Hexen on Bridge. Another image creator-owned, Kill Your Darlings. 
This fantasy horror story is actually pretty dark. We've got some uh, witch burnings happening here at the very beginning, which then, of course, flashes into the modern times. Well, modern-ish times, back in the good old days. And uh, this character who um, has a life of fantasy, but a lot of tragedy in her life, and no spoilers, but uh, her fantasy life might be melding in with her real life. No spoilers. Check it out on your own before your darlings are killed. One more image book. How about yet another Walking Dead number one reprint? But wait a minute. This is the newsprint edition? Yeah, so Image did a facsimile reprint. Uh, not really, because it's got the other modern stuff. But it's um, in color, which is their Walking Dead Deluxe. But it's on newsprint. So compared to the um, Batman number one, this is another variation of uh, newsprint. So it's not the glossy color. Even though this was originally, I don't have a copy of Walking Dead number one, but I believe by 2003, this was also on glossy paper. It was black and white glossy paper, I think, or maybe black and white. Tell me in the comments, anyway, if you have access to an original Walking Dead number one. Um, but anyway, here's newsprint, so it's not glossy. It's a nice flat vintage style of paper. And isn't it funny how we have all of these variations nowadays of comic books where even just, okay, a newsprint variant. Gimme, gimme. But it's just another way to enjoy this classic book that everyone's read over and over. And it's not, it's not the original in terms of the original it wasn't black and white, but here's a color version, which is Walking Dead Deluxe, which I have the number one of that one, debuted a couple of years ago, and newsprint edition. So I don't think they're going to reprint the whole series in newsprint. I know they're reprinting the whole series in color for the first time and will not be reprinted. Hey, wait a minute. It had been reprinted. There was a second print of numbers 1 through 10. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And this is with uh, the modern uh, cover, not the original Tony Moore cover. And to be honest, I would have really have liked to have seen Tony Moore continue with the series. But that's supposed to be some sort of bit of secret comic book history. Don't ask. But to me, The Walking Dead is the Tony Moore issues. Can I interest you in some cheese dip? Yes, Sergio Aragones' Guru is back in a brand new series, In the Wild, one of four, with Mark Evanier, Stan Sakai, and uh, No More Tom Luth, who was the uh, colorist for a long, 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 long time until a couple years ago he retired. So we've had different um, people taking over because Stan Sakai also used him for several years as his colorist. And now we've got Carrie Strahan. Uh, she did the previous series, uh, Guru, in at the San Diego Comic-Con and meets Tarzan and, and such. So, uh, yeah, this is just another fun, silly, Gru comic in the wild with so much of the detail that Sergio Aragonis is known for, all the bad, I mean, great jokes that Mark Evanier is known for, all the wonderful lettering that Stan Sakai is known for, and now Carrie's contribution as the only woman in comics tough enough to color a Sergio Aragonis comic book. Gru in the wild, number one. What's old is new, and new is old. So we got uh, Usagi Ojimbo back at Dark Horse Comics. So in the history of Usagi Comics, you got to check out my video that I did on that deep dive on Usagi. Uh, Usagi started off in uh, Thoughts and Images over at Steve A. Galachi's uh, imprint, then moved over to Fantagraphics for 30-something issues, 40-something issues. 
and then moved over to Mirage Comics with the Ninja Turtles for about 12 issues, and then moved over to uh, Dark Horse for around 180 issues for literally 20 years until they lost the contract or something, and, they, and then Sakai moved over to IDW, and he was there for... 30-something issues, and then moved back to Dark Horse. But he's also got his Dogu imprint going on. So yeah, what uh, goes around comes around. This, if you know, your Usagi comics, is an homage to the first Usagi number one at Dark Horse. Again, check out my video for the deep dive on that. But what's different is we've got Yukichi. Uh, a few, um, I guess a year ago or so, uh, Usagi's cousin has now teamed up with... Uh, Usagi as they wander the feudal Japan countryside. And so we have this cool recreation of that original book, but with Yukichi. And so it's your usual amazing Stan Sakai drawn, written, inked. And Tom Luth used to color this, but now uh, we've got uh, Hi-Fi doing the colorization here. So uh, Jay comes back for this. He's so creepy. So this is a uh, short series. It's one of five which is technically Usagi number 270. Wow, 270 issues for this independent comic book. There's a lot of hoopla for these long-running series like Spawn, Cerebus, Knights of the Dinner Table, Gold Digger. But don't forget that Usagi Ojimbo has been around for 270 issues on and off in various ways. Yeah, do not mess with Jay. And so Sakai is back at Dark Horse Comics. Well, I just got to show you this as well. For issue number two, we have another homage. That looks familiar. First appearance of Usagi Ojimbo in Albedo number two. But we have Jay on the cover. Can't wait to get that one. But in the meantime, brand new Usagi. Last Dark Horse book. I admit I didn't know anything about this when I pre-ordered it, but what I did know is that I need that foil cover. Here we have the alternates, number one. And you know me that I love these gimmick covers of the 90s, so put a little bit of foil on it and I'll buy it. But yes, truth be told, with all of this creative team here, I also was another good reason to buy it. Hey, we got Patton Oswalt, famous comedian and actor. Tim Seeley as also the writer. Tess Fowler as co-artist. Nate Picos as usual. So yeah, we got these, uh, we got this supernatural sort of book. That has some amazing art there. Do not mess with that wolf. It's gonna bite you in the face psychedelic art contrasting the fantastical with the mundane and the real and you got these characters in uh, fantastical settings but in the real world so the alternates number one i got the foil variant cover i picked up one boom book this is a beautiful looking simon spurrier matthias bergare book set in some sort of fascinating sci-fi world. This is another one that feels kind of European to me. And I say that with my experience in uh, heavy metal and the like, where they would import a lot of European books. And so, yeah, that's a kind of a bit of Shades of Frank Miller style there a bit. And we got these orcs and magic and amazing panel layout and beautiful colors and this scratchy work, this scratchy line art. Hot fairies telling you to come to them. And yeah, just uh, an intriguing story that I can't wait to sit down and read fully. Coda number one. After the boom, we got some dynamite. Sheena, Fatal Exams, number one. Now, if this cover looks weird, this is the ultraviolet FOC variant cover. This is the bonus FOC cover N. It's the ultraviolet edition. I wish I had some ultraviolet light to show you on screen what the hubbub is all about. But here's a gimmick cover. 
that goes to the far reaches of the electromagnetic spectrum. It'd be fine if the interiors were also in ultraviolet, but instead you get some uh, usual dynamite-style artwork, which is good. It's jam-packed page after page. Lots of adventures. Cheesecake here and there. Horror, adventure, and the like. And if you think that Sheena is only hanging out in the jungle, you'd be wrong, so check it out here. Fatal exams. Yo, dog, I heard you like foil covers. Yes, I do. Here we have um, Negaduck, number one, foil variant cover. Wow, it's so bright, it's so shiny, I'm blinding you. We've got this wonderful Negaduck cover with this tremendous foil. Now, what's really cool is that the interior art is so good, so cartoony, so cute. I love this style. And I always see when um, you get the Italian artists involved, they can stay really well on model. They feel like the cartoon come to life in a comic book form. They create beautiful panel layouts, expressions, posing, and everything. So the new Negaduck book, written by Parker and art by Ciro Cangialosi, is quite a treat. Go Negaduck! And I love that foil variant cover as well. And the last book is from Archie Horror, Madam Satan Hell on Earth, one shot. If you don't know by now about the Archie Horror imprint, you're really missing out. Because you have these amazing violent adventures full of witchcraft, demons, very cool art, and just another take on these classic characters. Madam Satan is a classic Archie character, believe it or not. But in these pages, we also have Betty, Veronica, Jughead, etc. Did you ever read the one about when Jughead became a werewolf? That was brutal. And here's a one-shot. It's a one-and-done comic book from the world of Archie Horror. And that was this month's comic haul of new issue number ones, cool variant covers, and eye-catching art. Which was your favorite book? Which was your favorite art? Which is the series you'd love to get started reading? Tell me in the comments. What books do you recommend? Tell me in the comments. What aspects of comic book collecting are you most interested in? Tell me in the comments. Who are your favorite writers and artists? Companies and creators? Tell me in the comments. And if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like, comment, share. But if you really like this video, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash and pledge for $3.33 a month. You keep the channel going, you keep it funded, you become a part of it. I would really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash VMCompos. But if you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply like, comment, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the good stuff to be alerted to my next videos. I would really appreciate it. So this has been the weekly VM Campus Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.